0: Hello and welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast, YouTube's first Cozy Mystery Book Club, celebrating cozy mysteries 24-7. Today's podcast episode features our live stream discussion of Little Bookshop of Murder by Maggie Blackburn, aka Molly Cox Bryan. This book discussion originally aired May 25th, 2021. For those of you who are new to the Cozy Mystery Book Club, I'm Angela Maria Hart, aka at writerA Hart across platforms. You can find me as Writer A Hart over on Twitter and Instagram, and Books Are My Heart over on YouTube. For the live stream discussion, I was joined by Mika Francis, aka at M Francis1218 over on Twitter and Instagram, and Christine Keck at Christine underscore on Instagram and at ChristineK311 over on Twitter. These lovely ladies read Little Bookshop of Murder and join me live for the YouTube livestream discussion. And of course, we were joined by other members of the Cozy Mystery Book Club who participated live posting in the comments section and also those who viewed it after the original air date. You can listen to the complete livestream discussion right now on today's episode for the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast everybody welcome to tonight's cozy mystery book club live stream as max is trying to get to the computer he just got groomed he looks like a puppy i am so excited because these two amazing women have been a part of the cozy mystery book club for the longest time i had to email christine earlier or i went on your uh twitter dm and i saw one of the messages i think it was dated 2019 and it was from a while ago like early 2019 and i'm going Oh my goodness, she has been a part of this club for a long time. So I'm very excited to introduce Micah and Christine. So yay, welcome. Thank you. Oh my goodness. as I'm trying to like bribe the dog to be quiet with, with some of my blueberry muffin. So this is getting very, very sad. <laughs> as soon as I'm out of, like, I don't know if you guys can see, but yeah, as soon as I'm out of blueberry muffin for him, the barking might start again. So, and he's not the parrot that you can just politely ask to require. <laughs> so, okay, everyone's. Oh, this is so cute when everyone starts commenting. I love seeing the comments pop up. Oh, my goodness. There's already 16 people. Alicia, Lady Gizmo, Colleen, Renee, Summer, Miss Richards Reads. She was a former guest host. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're popping up faster than ever. <laughs> Summer. Summer, whose name is also the name of our protagonist. Because tonight is The Little Bookshop of Murder by Maggie Blackburn, a.k.a. What is her last name? It's Molly Cox Bryan. I know Molly Cox. I forgot the last name, Brian. But yeah, so it looks like everyone seems to enjoy the book, too. <laughs> Stephanie, yes, Max is in the house. He knows it. And... He's gonna he's gonna let you know he's here. I was just saying before, he went to the groomers and he looks like a puppy right now because he has no extra fur. I always call it his fluff, like he has no extra fluff. And so he looks like a puppy and he's so cute and he uses it. So hopefully he'll be quiet. He can use it for the blue band ruffin, and then he'll be done. <laughs> so before we went live, my two lovely guest hosts were saying that they enjoyed the book. So as he wants to, do you want to to say hi? Is that it? You want to say hi? <laughs> as soon as I'm out of a blueberry muffin, it's going down. So again, tonight's book, Little Bookshop of Murder. And we have Summer as a protagonist. We also have a Summer in the Book Club. So that's so cute. And then it's set in North Carolina. And so why don't we try that again? What did you enjoy about the book? Micah, you want to start? I loved that setting. I thought it was amazing. Oh, like I, amazing. I just wanted to move to a beach and buy a bookstore. <laughs> it was great. The walking on the sand every day and... I mean, it was, I could feel the sand in my toes and it was amazing. Now I want to read all the bookstore on the beach books and I can't find it. <laughs> this is the first and only one, right? Yeah. There isn't a sequel yet. I think so. so yes. Oh my I gosh. No, there, yeah. I think there is a second book coming out either later this year or for next year. Sourcebooks. So to we gotta get on that but they gotta give us another one because clearly people in this book club adore this book every comment was like oh i love this book i'm having so much fun reading it i mean that is amazing i love it when people comment like that so clearly we need a sequel to this <laughs> so what did you enjoy christine you mentioned you liked to it too pre-order the next one but it's not oh, out for a while oh you can't even pre-order it yet that's oh uh, so it's it's too far that means it's not even in production yet for it's uh, it published. so sad <laughs> So what was your favorite thing, Christine? What did you enjoy about the book? I really enjoyed the setting of the book. And the bookstore on the beach. I mean, I, I, we were talking earlier. So the setting is just so cute. I love that it's a beach town, but I also kind of love the fact that you got the bookstore there. But I'm kind of wondering if you're the author and you're going, oh, I'm going to be writing about an independent bookstore. I need to go visit them. I need to go visit the local beach town. I need to go do some research. This would be the best excuse to go visit little bookstores. I mean, she definitely captured the bookstore vibe. I don't know if this is all imagined, like if this is all from her imagination, but if it's not, she definitely seemed to have those details of what you expect when you walk into that type of store. So I think I enjoyed the fact that it's a bookstore on the beach, not just a beach, but it's a bookstore on the beach. And then the title, Beachy Reads, that was just, that to me was the cozy mystery, the, the Beach Reads title. That was so cute. Also, the Mermaid Pie Book Club was also another great title. So we have Beach Reads with the Mermaid, book, the mermaid Pie Book Club. I don't know why I laugh so much saying that. I get the biggest kick out of that no comments. Yeah. So please comment away. I posted some comments before we went live. So yeah, every comment tonight counts towards our live stream giveaway. And again, so we have source books, Poison Pen Press. They're giving away a copy of pint of no return. So every comment, giveaway entry, entry, comment away. So comment about what you like about the book, what you want us to talk about, all the bookish stuff, all the bookish fun as the comments keep popping up. There's so many, I can't even read them all last time when I was going through the giveaway entries, again, all the comments, giveaway entries, I was like, oh, I missed this amazing comment. I wish I gave this a shout out. So if I can't read all the comments live, that's why. So it doesn't mean your comment is not awesome. It just means there's a lot on the feed sometimes. Yeah. So it was kind of, I just said, so Jill's comment is there. I have to admit too, this was also kind of a fun little live vicariously for me because I haven't been in a bookstore, a physical actual bookstore since COVID probably happened. So I don't know about y'all, but if this was getting to visit a bookstore in your own little safe quarantine sort of way, so I don't know if you two felt that way, if everyone in the books, you know, the comments felt that way, but that was nice. So, what did you guys think of summer? Did you love her? Or did you have to warm up to her? I mean, our protagonist, she wasn't always the most relatable. So, what did you guys think of her? I did not like her at first. By the end, he didn't like yeah. He grew on me by the end of the book. At the beginning of the book, I was a little hesitant towards her. I have to admit, she treated yeah. the bookstore I have to admit, at first, I, I this book took a little while for me to warm up to. So if y'all are new to the book club or I haven't talked about this or you haven't heard me mention it, I study the romance genre and the readership. And so having your protagonist bash the genre that you spend so much time promoting and enjoying and studying was very, very difficult. You know, our leading lady here, Summer, the last name is Meriwether. So also very cozy mystery protagonist name. She does not like beach reads, aka the bookstore, because they only house books that you would read on the beach. So the cozy mysteries, the romance novels, she was not a fan. And She was very vocal about that. It wasn't just that she didn't like it. She was very vocal about that. She wasn't just a Shakespeare professor. You needed to know she loved Shakespeare and only the classics. So that was a little bit hard for me at times. I'm not going to lie because that was very, again, my dissertation, I spent, I started what in 2015, 2016, it's still going. (laughs) And so this is a big part of my life and having someone, you know, be very anti-romance and anti-fun reads was a little bit hard for me sometimes. She was so vocal about that. Like when the doctor she thought was talking down to her and she's like, I will quote Shakespeare. <laughs> yes. Snob. <laughs> I love how Matt is like, I agree. She was a book snob. How dare she? We love our cozies. <laughs> oh yeah. So you guys seem, Matt, she seemed reserved. Okay. I love how all the comments just start popping up. Like, yep, I agree. <laughs> Oh, you never warmed up to her. Oh, wow. Oh, interesting. I have to admit, she kind of what is it—the unlikable protagonist mold. Those conversations pop up every so often, and I definitely think she might be on my list of that because I think she took a risk as an author. I think she definitely, and I could tell this that it paid off sometimes, but it didn't pay off for other readers on Goodreads. I ran out of blueberry muffin to give him. <laughs> I was like, as soon as Blue Mary buffin has gone, the barking starts. Because the readership that she's against is the readership of the book. So I was very intrigued and I wanted to kind of ask the author about this. I mean, this has to be part of the discussion because the book itself is a cozy mystery. And yet our protagonist did not like cozy mysteries. My mind was blown. I think this is the first time I've ever seen this for a cozy mystery Usually they're the cozy mystery authors in the cozy mystery book or the cozy mystery reader in the cozy mystery book. This woman didn't like cozies and this is a cozy. So thoughts? She (laughs) kind of had a turnaround by the end, even towards her mother. Because, you know, there was a lot of tension and conflict she talked about with her mom. And then by the end of the book, she was like, you know, maybe I'm more like her than I thought. I thought she had a lot of growth in the book. (laughs) Did you agree, Christine? I do. I did. In the book, like, she was reserved. I wasn't really sure about her. And you see as the book progresses and she... It's learns to really, but she really likes the romance genre and all well, the books that her mom liked. You see her getting understanding her mother more as the book went on. I love how the comments are popping up, like oh, made me roll my eyes. <laughs> yeah, it seems as if everyone's on the same page with this. Yeah, it took it did take her a very long time to change. That was the other thing too. Okay, so it's so much fun when there's a book club in a book and it's a book club talking about a book club. It's very meta right now, right? So the Mermaid Pie Book Club, again, I laugh before I say the name. They were reading a romance novel for their book of the month. And immediately as she started reading the book, she started enjoying it. And it took her a while to finish, by the way, I was also kind of I noted that in my mind because when I start getting into a book, like I'm just going to read it. She read it over a period of time. So I was very intrigued by the fact this woman is supposed to be a scholar and took her a while to read the book, but that's a side note. But she didn't admit until the very end, even though she started reading this book very early on. So probably around here, she started reading the book and enjoying it, but she didn't admit to like the last, what, five pages that she actually liked the book. (laughs) It took her a long, long time to actually say, oh, no, I like the book. I'll read the next book the author writes. She didn't even even if she was enjoying it. She actually admitted that got to me a little bit. (laughs) She had that steamy dream. (laughs) yeah we got so i'm trying to figure out how how spoilery we want to get right off the bat but we should talk about that and we'll come back to this we gotta like airmark bookmark this because we find out something about this particular romance novel and after we find out this reveal and i realize, wait a second she had a dream about the male lead i really cringed i know hard (laughs) I don't think this ruins the book because we'll have to talk about the murder in a second anyway. But the book turns out to be based on the romance between her mother and father, and she had a steamy dream about the male lead of the romance novel. So I closed the book a little bit and had to go take a little walk to Starbucks. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with that fact for a little while. <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Just how that. I'm like, I'm still. Ugh, I had a little bit of reaction. Like, cringy so bad. <laughs> so many again like things about this character you're like um hold up oh oh people are still i'm i'm just the comments are popping up yeah so (laughs) oh so cute you like the author to take risks well having her have a steamy dream about her father was definitely a risk i'll mention that one okay so other people are cringing too that was horrible (laughs) oh (laughs) you didn't think about that but now that i'm making you realize that yeah we've just ruined the whole book for (laughs) yeah because again this wasn't a huge part of the book it was probably a couple sentences about how oh yeah I'm really enjoying the book I'm going to bed thinking about it and I'm realizing yeah as soon as you think back you're like wait a second you're talking about how steamy how hot oh I mean you also don't want to think about like your parents having a romance novel thinking about that alone is kind of like oh and then realizing you you care about the male protagonist in a non-fatherly way just takes it to a whole new creepy level. But again, she likes Shakespeare. So maybe that's part of that. I don't know. Shakespeare had his own problems with what he wrote. I mean, Titus and Chronicus wasn't exactly, you know. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so you liked it, but you didn't love it. Again, I think it's, a lot of it has to with the protagonist. Like, if you could get over her dislike of not much reads. Apparently, Max is just agreeing with everybody tonight. He has so much to say about this. He's very passionate <laughs> about this book. Okay, yeah, so thank you. Yeah, Shakespeare's not exactly, you know, some of those. He, he wrote his comedies, but I mean, again, some of those things, like Titus Andronicus, were not exactly, you know, the most uplifting. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> calling Freud. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I also have to admit, you know, she didn't know about Arizona James being a Shakespeare person. I just love the fact that all these women were over, you know, 60, 70 and they were just so vocal about these romance books and like posies. Mm-hmm. she's like I'm wow. 80 I'm not wow. dead. <laughs> what was it she in the book club in the book club scene what? summer's thinking oh this is a lot more intellectual based on what they were saying their conversation how it was progressing and then all of a sudden one of the elderly members was like and that's in the sex scene like it was so steamy and she's like hey, there it is <laughs> and the elderly member of the group who said it first <laughs> I, i'm not gonna lie i kind of went to join a romance book club after that hey maybe i'll get romantics with heart back going okay, i'm up um, <laughs> Well, what is it? The latest, I have it around here somewhere. It's about the nauticals. There's a new cozy romantic comedy. So like there's a comedy romance out there that I know of, but definitely think the romance element here was interesting because again, this is something I study. And I think one of the things that Maggie Blackburn probably hit on really well here is that cozy mystery readers don't always read romance, but romance readers, will read Cozy Mysteries. So, and romance readers, I also think, are kind of used to people having that looking down on it approach. So you're not exactly going to be off-putting to people who are already used to it. It's like, yeah, I've read that before. Again, like, I get annoyed with it, but I'm like, yeah, I've been dealing with people saying it's lowbrow for years now. Like I'm used to it. So I think that was kind of clever because Cozy Mystery readers will be like, oh, yeah, romance, or other people will start be like, oh, yeah, maybe I should take a chance on it. So I will give her credit for that sort of, you know, readership dynamic. I thought she did a good job with that because there's such a stigma against romance and nobody was embarrassed. They were just, you know, having a good time. And Well, our protagonist was the one with the stigmatization of the genre. I what? <laughs> she doesn't count. She had issues. She was in love with her dad. What was that? I just uh, She was the one with the stigma and oh, blew my mind. Blew my mind with that one. Again, most of your, your protagonists are the ones who are like, I love all the books. I love this and I and she I Luther was the one against reading certain things I would be snobby against other books but okay with having steamy dreams about your father that might be the best comment of all time I feel like you should get two giveaway entries with that comment because that's amazing I mean <laughs> I, have I have to the series, so this kind of stuff probably happens a lot here but oh that's oh what is your favorite romance series <laughs> recommend deciding who isn't to romance. Ooh, does it have to be a mystery or can I just start naming romance novels? Cause I could do that for a while. I mean, I will admit, I love that there was a Pride and Prejudice reference and the bird is named Mr. Darcy. Uh, I love that. I mean, I'm a total Mr. Darcy fan. I've read Pride and Prejudice so many times. It's ridiculous. Again, a lot of times lost count after like 20 something. So the bird being named Mr. Darcy... Pride and Prejudice is a really good romance, but I always love for historical. I love Lorraine Heath. She is awesome. Beverly Jenkins is incredible. Eloisa James was the author she was alluding to in the book. So Eloisa James is amazing. She is so ridiculously talented and I've met her quite a few times. She's always so sweet. I adore her. So there are so many authors. Tessa Dare is wonderful for historicals. Mia Sheridan has one of my favorite books, Archer's Voice. He is a little cinnamon roll hero. I love him. So I can definitely post some romance wrecks on Instagram and Twitter if you'd like, because I have a lot for you. There are a lot of good ones. Again, I read everything. <laughs> so her being excited by romance definitely was a little bit hard for me to take some time. Because again, right now I just got so excited. Like, oh, there's this book, there's this book. I only read Shakespeare. I only read the classics. Also, Shakespeare was a playwright. He wasn't a novelist. There's a difference. Just saying. Again, like my blood pressure goes up talking about that. Oh my gosh. Yes. There was, okay. So the parrot was our cozy companion. I don't think I've actually seen a parrot as a cozy companion in a cozy before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The bird was your favorite character. There was one point when he was singing happy birthday, when he walked into the room with the doctor who just announced, oh yeah, your mo- your mother was murdered. And then he comes in saying happy birthday. Uh, that kind of... <laughs> That made it a little bit more cozy because that was a very dramatic moment. So I kind of needed that little, oh, yeah, don't go into that depressive point. Like, stay in the cozy mood. So that was, that was good writing on her part. But I also made, it also made me love the bird a lot. Okay, everyone loves Mr. Darcy. I know, the, the bird was in mourning. I kind of love that she ended up sleeping with the bird in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will admit too, I kind of thought when the bird was depressed, for some reason, I I don't know why I went to this. Maybe it's because I've seen a few episodes of Monk that involve animals. Again, I've seen a lot of cozy mysteries. I've read a lot of cozy mysteries. I thought like maybe the killer was going to kill the bird. Like, oh, maybe the bird saw something. And every time they see this killer, you know, he freaks out and it's going to make the killer uncomfortable and I got to get rid of the bird. But no, he just genuinely missed his owner which was kind of cuter to me. I kind of appreciated that a little bit more. I really liked the family dynamic, too. Yes, oh, Aunt Agatha, and then what was it? Cousin Piper, and then niece, Mia. Mia. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait a second. We had a teenager in the book. What was her name? Did you have a favorite of Agatha, Piper, or Mia? I kind of liked Agatha, because she was a hot mess, and I loved it. (laughs) Yes. I always liked the eccentric characters, like the aunt. (laughs) They're always so fun to read about. <laughs> I mean... Like, I want to be Sophia when I grow up of the Golden Girls, so I was I was totally down with Agatha all, all the way. I, I just I started her. watching the Golden Girls for like... Again, I watched it for the reruns like a long, long time ago, but Hulu has the Golden Girls, and I put it on the other day as was, I was folding laundry. She was the one that made me lose my mind laughing. She has some of the best one-liners on that show, so great reference. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I guess that kind of was a little Golden Girl-esque. I kind of got a little bit of that vibe from her, so... I kind of wish the mom had been in the picture because I could just see mm-hmm. them living together and solving crimes And because the mom was just so hippie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, like, with the awkward moments, having, you know, the, that dream there. She talked about how she found her mother dancing naked on the beach one time. Yes, all of them. Like nobody okay. got a <laughs> just out there. My, I, I would not want to see my mother doing that. And if I did, I'd like, be like, okay, I'm just going to walk away now and pretend I never saw this. I'm never going to acknowledge this again. Blackout, blackout. But she's like, "Oh no, I ran and saw my mother do this." And her mother had a lot of lovers over the uh, over the course of her life, and she also knew about that. I mean, there was it was very Gilmore Girls esque in that way, like they shared everything. <laughs> like there's yeah, there's oversharing, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Everyone seems to. I yes, this I have to. Crystal brought up exactly what was in my notes. I love that they didn't leave her alone as the family, and even when. So, they went back to Hildy's house with her, and she wanted to spend the couch instead of in her room. So, that was a free bed. So, I believe it was me being in her room and Piper in her mother's room. And I think Agatha might have been sleeping in, in the same bed with Piper. What? They were all in the same place. And then they all went to what was it, Piper's house or Agatha's house? So, even after they got smoked out because there was a house fire again, spoiler alert, they, they just stayed together. It was like a family unit like, we don't want to leave you alone. Let's go from here to here together. It's like, oh, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yep, she was. I would have loved to have seen the mother. I also have to admit, I was surprised she was our murder victim in regards to this being a cozy mystery. Usually, the family is accused of being the murderer, and you got to clear their name. Usually, you don't kill off the immediate family, especially in her first book. So that was kind of mind-boggling to me because she's dealing with the loss of her mother, <laughs> That's very depressing, and she's mourning, and she's traumatized, and the fact that they weren't on good terms when she died was very upsetting. I don't know how else everyone interpreted that, but I'd love to know because I was kind of surprised with that myself. It was different. Yeah, it's not like the typical cozy where it, they are accused. Like it was just, it was different. She, in the author it was another way the author took a risk. I just saw Stephanie's comment, like the mother was your favorite character and she wasn't even on the page. I I mean, that's exactly the case too. That's also not typical of a cozy. Usually your favorite character is the one on the page. And then I saw Colleen's comment we're going to have to talk about Piper uh, and also Poppy. Again, that was kind of difficult for me for the first couple pages. I'm like, wait a second, Piper versus Poppy, which is, you know, who's who. I saw the comment about it's not a typical cozy. I mean, there was some swearing in here. I mean, you know, she, she dropped the, I'm like, I don't, again, I never swear on you. And fill in the blank, blank, blank. And I was like, wait a second. She dropped that like, what, five times? I was kind of going, hold up. That kind of took me out of it. Usually the only person who swears is the bad guy. <laughs> but was there anything else that kind of popped out at you as not the typical cozy? The swearing. I guess yeah. Max disagrees agrees with you because every time you go to say something, he's like, I'm going to bark with her. <laughs> That's also true about the mother. I mean, I don't really remember any other cozy mystery I've read. And I've read quite a few at this point having someone dance naked in the beach or talk about like being a practicing wicca they're the one accused of being a red herring or something so I don't know if that was trying to normalize differences in a good way but I mean that was also different we also had a random psychic in the mix kind of saying she's in danger (laughs) and she was not the one being looked at (laughs) as a murderer but she was a psychic and it was okay (laughs) okay so no I was just saying like the needle point okay so it's not the first time you've seen it but it is different for me Okay, so was there anything else that kind of popped out as like not the normal cozy aside from if there was something where like, oh, wait a second, not cozy. She didn't know who her father was. That's not real common in the cozies, is it? To not know. I don't think I've come across that. I feel as if I have seen storylines about the Mary ghost and she was looking for her mother. And I've seen storylines about looking for people. But I thought it was kind of interesting that we got the reveal at the end. I kind of thought this might be one of those, they have those... Kind of episodic, where it's like, okay, we have our contained narrative for the course of the book, then we have our overarching mystery. I kind of thought it was going to be an overarching mystery, and then she gave us the—I mean, I was very surprised that we found out who he was at the end. I don't know, yeah, thought that, but that kind of jumped out at me. I thought the mystery of poor father was was going to somehow tie into the mystery of Hildy's death, and that's not—I was completely off on that. Okay, the most unrealistic occurrence for you is that Summer was kept in the hospital for two nights. <laughs> Can we also talk about the random fact, like I just, you don't don't know what paperwork you sign at the hospital for this, but like you never have a church funeral because of something you sign at the hospital. I was confused about that. I mean, unfortunately, I'm a little too familiar with the funeral process. You know, like the parents have had to plan a few over the course of my life. I don't know any paperwork you sign in the hospital that leads to a church funeral that I was also very confused about that. Oh. Why, why is she taking medication because she's afraid of spiders? Like, I didn't know there were people who weren't afraid of spiders until I read this book. Yeah, we got to talk about this fear of spiders. <laughs> I mean, you know. counseling and everything. Like, <laughs> I will use my baby as a human shield. If there's a spider involved, like I'll <laughs> die for you, but I'm not taking on a spider. She's in therapy and getting medicated and on sabbatical from her job. I, this, okay, this is also something that I was, again, I, I'm i earning a PhD. I know academia. And I, I'm kind of glad that this was addressed at some point because I didn't buy the fact that it was just her reaction to spiders that put her in jeopardy with her job. That sounded completely bonkers to me. We find out, I mean, it's probably not until the 60% mark we hear from the dean, but for the first 60%, she's talking about how a video of her was taken by a student when some sort of science lab lost their spiders and they ended up <laughs> in her classroom and she jumped up on the chair and on the desk and started screaming because that's normal. An <laughs> and so she's screaming about the spiders and her students are filming her and somehow she thinks this is leading to putting her dad in jeopardy. I mean, what? <laughs> maybe this is like the me too movement thing but like relates to that in some way but mostly the faculty that gets jeopardy is like when you say something really inappropriate or creepy to a student i mean your reaction to spiders is not gonna get you kicked off the faculty crystal t knit says that blanket and mask killed me and i'm like where can i get one She opened the door with the mask on with the doctor and <laughs> got scared. He didn't know what that was. Yes. <laughs> She's keeping out on the Amazon or something, you know, like you're you're on your mom's couch. I mean yeah. What did you think, Christine? What did you think about the, the spiders? I just thought that was a weird storyline just from the beginning. It made I couldn't even make sense of it of how it fit into mystery. Like it just made no sense to me. I mean, again, I would I would get I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like I don't like spiders. I, I don't know if I would jump on a desk and scream, but I would probably be like, Oh my gosh, get away from me. Like I would definitely react and have a physical response. I wouldn't just be sitting there like, Yeah, come walk all over me. But she took that like arachnophobia to a whole new level. And I was kind of curious a little bit. So I have a friend who who's very scared of insects, insects, plural. So why is it just spiders? What about, you know, other creepy crawlies? She never really mentioned it was just spiders as far as I can tell. <laughs> the fish in the fish tank made her think of spiders. Yeah, but <laughs> it wasn't the fish that freaked her out. It was the fish in correlation to spiders. Again, yeah. just one, just yeah. <laughs> one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that her fear of spiders was going to come up in another way. But I, I kind of guess that it kind of came back around in regards to her not going down into basements because she was scared of spiders and to go find her aunt at the very end, she went into a basement. So it kind of came back around, but at the same time, I would have liked for there to have been a spider on the stair and she's like, no, I'm going to keep going. Like, or, oh, there's a spider here. I'm going to you know persevere and go save Aunt Agatha, who's awesome. <laughs> I kind of wanted that a little bit. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Okay. So other people, other people are agreeing. I have to admit, I'm kind of glad that the Dean was eventually elaborated on, oh, wait, no, it's actually your attitude we have a problem with. Again, her is the unlikable heroine. (laughs) Because I was wondering about that. This is in my notes. I'm going to have to find the page, but she doesn't pass her students. So she said before about how they came to her with poor writing skills and reading skills, and she didn't want to pass them just for the sake of passing them. But I'm kind of curious, like what kind of grades she gave out? If, if a lot of her students are not passing this course. So she also didn't have office hours regularly and she didn't like her, her fellow faculty members. So she wasn't friendly with them. I mean, there was a lot of problems with how she was going around in this university. So kind of wanted to just touch on that a little bit. And she was definitely an elitist. Even with and her she, fellow faculty. She's like, I shudder at having open door policy with my students. <laughs> it's like, you're a teacher. Yeah. I don't understand. You can't be a teacher and not have office hours to be available for your students. Right. But they, they can't read or write. Aren't you supposed to teach them that? <laughs> you're a teacher? Yes. I'm also kind of curious. So, again, like I, I talk about cozy mysteries and romance novels, but I took a lot of English classes. I was an English minor as an undergrad and all my elective classes and a few of my major classes were, guess what? English classes. So I took a Shakespeare on film class, and in the syllabus, we had four texts, four of the Bard's work to refer back to. So she said she was a Shakespeare professor, but you can't teach all of Shakespeare in a single college semester. Like, what is your actual class? What are you actually teaching? Are you te- teaching like one class on Romeo and Juliet? Are you teaching the comedies? Are you teaching one class that's the tragedies? What are you teaching? I, I need. I needed more information. I just really enjoyed the book because it was so different, I guess, because she was so irritating, but she was like very antisocial and she didn't want to be bothered. But then at the end, she kind of turned around a little bit, I feel like. Yep, it carried over. I mean, it's also interesting. I mean, she's not a people person. (laughs) No, I was like the other academics though, like uh, she would say and again my again my mind was blown I'm like just because you're studying English and Shakespeare does not mean you're gonna be good at everything like just because you have a PhD does not mean you can like accomplish this task because you'd be like oh I have a PhD I can totally do this <laughs> oh I have a PhD I, I know that I can figure that out so somebody asked how old summer was that was another thing I, I discovered the mom was 64 but she got pregnant when she was in college and summer was 34 right mm-hmm. uh, the timeline was a little longer <laughs> the timeline so I, again I want to learn Goodreads and there were multiple comments where people are trying to figure out the ages because it didn't make sense so that one might have slipped through the editing cracks unfortunately okay I, <laughs> I don't really know my college myself. for a long time <laughs> yeah. Because I read, like I said, this was a reread and I couldn't figure it out the first time and hoping to figure it out this time. Still confusing. That makes me feel better because when people on Goodreads posted that, because I myself was kind of going, hey, wait a second. Uh, Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm also curious because she mentioned tenure, but she must have been on tenure track because... Again, she was concerned about losing her job and if you have tenure, that's not necessarily how that's going to play out. So yeah, I, I was kind of wondering how old she was as a as a protagonist too. There, I, had a, I had a lot of questions with this read. Oh, so what was this comment? Yeah, I kind of think as a writer, this was a really good moment of showing growth. I appreciated the fact that she did not stay that snobbish person. I also don't think she ever should have been in academia because she clearly hated it. <laughs> so also realizing the fact that you should change your... Life goal is also kind of a big character growth moment, realizing that change is good. <laughs> so I listened to this on Audible, and then I read the book. And I do not remember anywhere in the book, it's saying that Doris's husband was a diabetic. And it says in there, I know somebody told me that. Did anybody pick up on that? Was that said to her? I think so at the very, very beginning, because they mentioned he had liver failure at one point. And I think that was yes. mentioned in the yeah. same page. I, I don't remember, remember reading very early on in it. the book, and it was only mentioned, I think, once. Yeah, it was a very quick, it was very brief. Like he was, it said diabetes because I remembered them saying he was very sick. But and then when she found out Posey had diabetes, like, do you need to be doing this, or you should be, you should be resting? I'm like, she's not bed bound because <laughs> <It's just laughs> I sugar. I mean, uh, so talking about the this this kind of flows into the murder mystery part of our cozy. So, did you solve the murder? Because to me, this was obvious. This one, I did not fall for any other the red herrings. I mean, I was just kind of waiting for her to catch up in a way. Did you solve... The, did, you're, you're nodding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I figured out pretty early on in the book cool who it was. I mean, there, it was obvious. there were a lot of clues. I, okay. I mean, I also got to mention, I think my favorite clue was the bird not liking this particular person when they were in the house. I mean, again, if, if the animal doesn't like somebody, it's that person. <laughs> The animal is always a good judge of character. It's the first Koji you've ever solved. <laughs> Yay. Everyone's solving the murder. <laughs> Yay. Well, I think it helps when it says this person was the last one with the murder victim. And everyone's <laughs> questioning that. Like, and then she didn't talk about it. It, was, it wasn't just that she was the last person. She then wouldn't talk about what the final moments were like. She refused yeah. to on what four occasions? And that's she was not last suspicious at all. <laughs> Yes, Jill. Thank you. Yeah. At one point. Uh, yeah. At one point I was kind of going, okay. Cause what was it? Mia didn't like her either. Mia's like, oh, I hate her. And she said that, or I just her. I think she said she disliked the, our killer, what, four times, four or five times. She, yes. Yes, yeah, I mean, thank you. I, I, this made me feel good about myself that I, I did solve it. Cause sometimes when I can't solve it, I'm just like, eh, I'm along for the ride. This one, I knew I was just waiting for a little sleuther to catch up. Well, I was really proud of myself because I never solve any mysteries, so. Yay! Okay, means, I feel like we need to give ourselves, like, little gold stars like we solved it. <laughs> Maybe that's why I liked it so much, is because I solved the mystery this time. Okay, so, Colleen, thank you. One of our red herrings, the English teacher, who is also a player for the book club members. <laughs> Can we talk about Henry for a minute? Okay, thoughts? <laughs> it was definitely an interesting character, we will say that. Micah, would you like to elaborate on interesting? He's an interesting character because you're kind of making faces like I've thoughts on him. Like, he was such a whore. I mean, like he dated everybody and then he was, his temper was ridiculous. And he's like, yeah, I don't have any money, but I still want to buy these books. And then the, the mom dies and she's like, don't sell them to me. Because apparently. She put in her will. <laughs> he, I think he was trying to get with her too. Like, he was just, Wow. I loved how Summer was curious. She sees a photo of Henry with the book club standing next to her mother and his arm is draped over her in a very romantic fashion. And he's looking at her and she has to message her cousin. Was he sleeping with my mother? Yes. If you have to ask that question, clearly he's giving you some weird vibes of some sort. (laughs) She's old enough to be his mom. And I just think he would have done anything for those books. I also want to, can we just talk about how expensive those books must be? I I was making notes of this because I saw one of Shakespeare's first folios. There's the Shakespeare Museum in D.C., which I haven't been to in the longest time because hashtag quarantine life. But I loved that place. I've been there a few times. And those books are very rare and very hard to find. And she had a folio to give summer. She had a first edition of Pride and Prejudice and then other first editions of books this bookstore must be bringing in a lot of money because those that books lies. are not cheap. <laughs> you would date Mr. Darcy the parrot before Henry. <laughs> yeah, yeah was he hitting on Summer? Because he kind of seemed to have, he brings her flowers. I mean, was he hitting on her? <laughs> he was the teacher from Pretty Little lives That is a really good comparison. Except he would have known she was the creepy student. Like he would have known the scenario was awkward. <laughs> oh, you guys are talking about the, <laughs> the map. Oh, yeah. So, Henry... Yeah, I was kind of... I saw, I saw that comment. Yeah, because he kind of was giving the mom romantic vibes, and then he was giving her little flirty vibes. And he was with Posy, too. Not Posy. Poppy. He was he Poppy. with her? He's is that him. why... Is that why Agatha hated him with the little looks? I think it said he had dated Poppy. Okay. That's when she got warned off about him, I think. Okay. Because I knew Agatha did not like him, and she made that abundantly clear. But I wanted... I wanted Levi. I wanted Levi in the story, our sexy firefighter who believed her before anyone else about the murder. Yeah, I thought Where he was going to be a love interest. Where so was I my Levi? Different from the cop, you know, because usually it's the cop they fall for, and then this time oh it's her ex father-in-law <laughs> and hates her, and he's also not wanting to do his job. But I wanted Levi. I wanted more Levi. Okay, Christine, you were nodding like you wanted Levi time. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked more Levi scenes in the book. I mean, plus of <laughs> the cop. I was like, can we get more Levi in book two, please? Thank you. Yeah, we had a lot of cops with Ben, the former almost father-in-law who dislikes her. I'm like, I would have liked, you know, our nice little firefighter who believed her to pop up. Because we also don't know how his investigation's going. We know he's looking into it, but we don't actually get to have moments where he's checking in with her or she bumps into him as she's sleeping. So I, I, there could have been some more Levi moments that occurred for me and be happy. Again, I like my romances. <laughs> I think the cop's son is yeah. going to be a future plot line. Like he's going to be accused of murder and she's going to have to clear his name. I think I made a note because I kind of would have liked, I was waiting for her to run into Cash and his new wife and the kids or run into the wife that she saw a photo of on Facebook or something. I kind of wanted that awkward encounter. I kind of needed closure for that. I don't know if anyone else kind of felt that way, but again, with our unlikable heroine, she left this. She leaves this guy at the altar. <laughs> she left. I could her. Have handled that better. She said, <laughs> <And> "No kidding. <laughs> no kidding." Okay, yeah. So this might be true too. Yeah, she might not be ready for Levi and his awesomeness because he's already kind of there for me. I don't think he needed to have a lot of things to work on, but yeah, she maybe that's true. Okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So maybe he's a future love interest. Even Agatha thought he was good looking and verbalized that. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Other people, what was that? You were waiting for Cash too. I was waiting for Cash because we kind of got to know him without actually meeting him. Again, maybe that's the whole difference, not giving it the total cozy vibe, but I want, I kind of wanted that awkward encounter because again, this is supposed to be a small town. You run, into, you run into people in small towns and cozies that's what cozy mysteries are like everyone has to be at the grocery store at the same time they all have to be at the same place at the same time like that's how this works yeah i was expecting her to run into them and i was kind of surprised that she didn't you read the book twice so twice you were waiting for her to run into them. <laughs> i also wanted more mermaid stuff because mermaid seemed important to the mom i was like maybe there's gonna be a town legend that didn't happen. I kind of was waiting for some more mermaid references, which is also a random thing to kind of throw out there. But I kind of wanted more mermaid stuff because it seemed to be important to Hilde. Also, I kind of want that second floor of the bookshop. Sounds awesome. Having the like Florida ce- like the Florida ceiling windows. That sounds like the best bookstore in the world. What'd you think about Rudy? I didn't fall for him as a red herring, did you? Not really. No. But no. he would be so mad and then on his hands and knees looking for that stupid cat. <laughs> she was in love with the bird yeah what was that like they just stared at each other through the glass window I kind of wanted there not to be a cat for some reason like I thought maybe he'd be looking for like I kind of was waiting so he goes I'm looking for my granddaughter's cat I was waiting for one of the characters to be like he doesn't have a granddaughter what are you talking about I I was kind of waiting for that no way I, I mean for some reason I was waiting for there to be like an oh wait hold up I mean, again, I never thought he would be the killer. I just thought maybe he was going to be a little bit creepy, but he wasn't. He was actually legitimately looking for his granddaughter's cat like a good guy. <laughs> oh, that would have been an awesome twist. You kept thinking her mom was a romance writer. It would have been really cool if she was the one who wrote that book that she was like. Yeah. Hey, someone else wanted the mermaid legend. <laughs> okay, so, you. oh, yeah, I think even Summer asked if he was her dad. So even she was wondering. Okay, so, yeah, so... Cause even summer waiting for her to figure it out with the rest of us, she was asking of, oh yeah, who else loved my mom, but my mom didn't love back, and then I get the, oh yeah, that list is too long to name. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> this might be the quote. This is amazing. They were the romance. You nailed it. They were the romance of the book. I mean, I also was kind of waiting for um. They mentioned a male yoga teacher, but when she went to the yoga place, it was a female teacher. So we never even found out about the whole male yoga teacher potential interlude. That wasn't there either. So but and i love. never movie. heard of hot yoga until I read this book. I feel like, an, you know, I've aged drastically, but I'm like, when I was younger, I used to do hot yoga and it is intense. <laughs> so I would not expect someone who was having heart problems to be in that class. So I will no. give her some sleeping credit with that one. That was a good deduction. Although I will admit, they were terrible sleuthers. They were terrible. <laughs> I mean, okay, this is the reason why I say that. So on Agatha, again, maybe this is just because she's quirky. I don't know, but she sets up the plot of I'm going to mention I am the proud owner of the of the first editions, and she and she and she drops the plan in action before she put in the cameras to follow through <laughs> with the plan, <laughs> and then the place gets raw because she. Cart, horse, horse, cart. Kind of mix that up there. <laughs> Plan works. <laughs> just we weren't able to catch the person. Christine, and you're nodding, like, yep, yeah, it, they were they were not the, the clothes were in front of them the entire time. As soon as they didn't have the cameras in place, but she yeah. just announces to the world. I'm going, okay, bad idea. <laughs> also, random little reference here. But the first time <laughs> summer goes to the yoga studio, it was closed call ahead to find out if it was open (laughs) I I literally wrote that down in my notebook thank you for laughing because I was really curious about that and I was also really curious again this book is really well written so I don't mean this is a bad thing but I've never seen a sleuthing moment where they go somewhere and don't find a clue like she just kind of ended up like maybe she just needed a break from other characters in the book because she goes it's closed and she comes back and like this is the scene I, I thought know, that I kind of drug out a little at the end. Like, she just, like, she'd go somewhere and then wait. And then she'd go somewhere. And the doctor was out of town. And, oh, he has no signal. And, I am like, send a freaking serious. email already, you know? Okay, thank you. Other people are catching this. <laughs> yes. yes. Everything is closed. And it's during the yes. season. But they're all going <laughs> to go close up early. So, it's fine. The police chief. Uh, yeah, she goes home and takes a nap with her <laughs> sexy father. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even a police chief. This wasn't an old, you know, a historical cozy. You have a cell phone. Find out if he's in. Find out if he's in a meeting. Find out when the place opens. Her phone has those capabilities. We know that. And, and she has a PhD. She can figure things out as she's I telling she, her. she studied Shakespeare. She can Google a business <laughs> and see its hours. It'll even tell you, closed now. You don't even have to do the math to figure out when it's open. It'll tell you. I I love that with Google. When you Google a store, it's like, and then they show you the the prime hours, so you know when to avoid the crowds. I love Google. It's so so cool. And they didn't even say Google. It was just the search engine. We know she was on Google. Also, this is the thing that kept prolonging it for me. They didn't have the talk screening with the autopsy. And also, how long does it take to do an autopsy? (laughs) That was my other big, like, prolonging the narrative moment. Well, they didn't do them in town, so they had to send her out of town. Yeah, but aren't you supposed to do it in the first what thirty-six hours yeah, I or mean, something? be soon, I would think. But read a lot of mystery novels, so <laughs> when you try to figure out the, the poison or or whatever caused the heart attack or, or could look like a heart attack, I was really wondering about the autopsy because food continues to be digested for the first thirty-six hours after death. And then you can't figure out what someone eats. So again, that granola bar was spiked with insulin. So if you did the autopsy and did that earlier, you kind of probably could have gotten a little bit it's of... It's slightly uh, scary that you know how long it takes your body to... die. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> There's an episode along where that is very, very important that I have seen multiple times. The episode involves them going to a restaurant that had a special cake with rose petals in it. And the guy literally kills her. Because or he, he, he kills someone else because he didn't want the autopsy done in time for them to find the evidence in her stomach. So that is a very important moment. And that's why I know that. So, okay, haha. I just have never had to know that information. <laughs> oh, it's good to know. I what can you do? Well, even even the the heart attack, I was like, oh, and I get the raisin one time. They used rice, and which is a plant. Like I know all these ways That's to kill true. people from reading these books. It's really scary. I have a newfound respect for you, and you're looking very pretty, by the way, tonight. I don't know if I've told that. Yeah. <laughs> so today you you we own- write romance. <laughs> Uh, you just reminded me again. I haven't seen this show in the longest time, but and also it, it's not. It does not end happily ever after for anything ever. Veronica Mars. One time they had to plan the perfect murder, and I was like, oh, which cozy mystery could I use? Like, or which mystery novel can you refer back to? Oh, what did I get the Christie right? Okay, all the comments are coming through. Oh yeah, a true sleep there. That yeah, hashtag true sleep there. That's what we'll go. <laughs> You'll learn something new tonight. Yeah. They do those writing workshops when they have the forensics and they have the people come in with their specialties. Those are always fun workshops because people will tell you things. You're like, oh, wait a second, that's a good idea. And then you never do anything with it, but you still know random facts. Chris Unit <laughs> says, Angela, are you planning to off someone? <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> I mean, I honestly like that's the other thing too with Cozy Mysteries, where I think I kind of struggle from the writerly perspective. I can't even say to people when they cut in front of me in line, like I can't even say anything about that. Or, you know, if you spilled hot coffee on me, I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I got in your way. Like, I, I just can't do it. And so I have the biggest time, like, you know, trying to frame someone for murder. I'm like, Oh, but you know, I don't want to be mean because they're not really the murderer. And this is a fictional character I'm worried about how they feel. And I created them. <laughs> I mean, it takes, it takes a lot. Yeah. That's a work in progress. No, you don't have to worry. I mean, yeah, someone literally cut in front of me the other day for packages at the apartment building. Didn't say a word. Yeah, I just I, I just looked at Max. I'm like, yeah, we're just gonna wait a few extra minutes. It's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. So maybe that's it. Yeah, they're they're more low key about when they're open and closed. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> also, yeah, the granola bar. I'm kind of glad that she saw the granola bar and didn't eat it because we got cockroaches. She, what was the note? We should probably mention how the brother came back into the, the book. So I was kind of curious about this before because she's in the bookshop. She needs this woman and she, and she kind of takes in her physical appearance, which she hadn't done until that point in the book. And so, again, we, we see her interacting with other customers, but we don't get their physical description in the same way until this woman. And I was really curious about that because clearly our writer decided that this was important to include. So we get her physical description and then she goes, oh wait, you're you're Summer. (laughs) And I was waiting for her to kind of give that, oh, I heard about what happened or, oh yeah, I've read your academic articles. She never told her why she knew who she was. So I'm really glad that the brother kind of mentioned you met my sister because I was wondering how she knew who Summer was without telling her because that was kind of weird to me. Yes, thank you. Okay, so other Angela agrees. The Angela's are in agreement. So I was really curious about that. Like, why did she know who she was? I don't understand how nobody knew who the father was, but the lady who wrote the book. Yes. I'm also kind of curious because he lived on the island, the little area for the beach town, and they made a comment how she came back from college pregnant the way it was kind of phrased or at least the way I interpreted that phrasing was you know she kind of left the state she went away to college and then came back she didn't go anywhere there was no way come back she went across town (laughs) I mean unless you're just staying at his place for a while and it was quarantine life you know just staying in one place never leaving i mean but at least i'm kind of at least they found his journal and she found out who her father was also it's really sad that both their parents died or her father yes and he knew apparently and chose not to, yes. to tell her who he was maybe they'll elaborate on this in book two but was he paying child support this was he the one who funded the tree i also wanted to mention Marilyn, the librarian Again, random one of my notes. I love the fact that this librarian had floral tattoos. I don't know why, but I thought she sounded awesome. I want to be friends with Marilyn. <laughs> was she one of them dancing naked? I know Gladys was, or Glads. Her name's Gladys. You don't need to... She took out one letter. You don't need a name. <laughs> you know, that's not even... A, that, that, that's, that's one letter short. I don't know why that bugged me. I don't know why. But I, I mean, her friend group, in addition to the family, was really cute because those were kind of, to me, similar kind of cozy dynamics like you get your little community so she had her little family dynamic but her family then kind of gets enveloped into the group so I thought that was really cute so the bookstore was almost as if that was your kind of community it's kind of like you started here in the bookstore and then branched out I don't know how to phrase it like that was your starting point of the community for me I liked the friends dynamic for sure Christine you've read the book twice which I've got you the second time they didn't notice the first time I feel like more like the story line with like spiders and or fear spiders that stuff I kind of understood a little bit more the second time I read them a year apart there was some stuff I forgot but then once I started reading again I'm like yeah is cool me if I read a book and then you know a year passes I kind of have a process where it's like I, I kind of will I'll remember a book if I loved it or I hated it but if I read a book and just totally forget about it I know that I might have enjoyed it, but I just sort of forgot over time. But I know it never angered me. (laughs) That much I know. Like, I never caused anger. I think I just got annoyed with the fact that she was, you know, I read classics. And, oh, we didn't really talk about Poppy. We got to talk about Poppy at the bookstore because I kind of felt bad for Poppy a little bit when she wanted to start bringing in classics. She kind of gave her a worried vibe of, oh, yeah, I wanted to add a shelf first thing with classics and poppy's looking at her like what's gonna happen in my bookstore but <laughs> she was a cute little character did you like her i did hey Rose uh, interesting supporting characters i thought poppy was really cute i i thought i love that she cared about her boss and everybody in town loved hildy i mean this woman must have been a saint because she's volunteering at the women's shelter and she's reading in a, in a, in a totally different volunteer capacity she's reading to people who are failing and unable to read themselves. And then she's at the bookstore talking to everybody, doing everything. This woman is amazing. And I kind of felt badly that she wasn't in contact with Summer. And I kind of didn't know, or I didn't know what to make of, is a better way of phrasing it, about the kind of disconnect between the two. Because clearly her daughter is so different than her, but her advice was to not run away from the viral video. And somehow that caused the rift between them. So I, I wasn't really sure about the mother-daughter dynamic. So what did you guys think? Well, I can never get on board with like even reading about mother and daughter that don't get along. My mother and I were like best of friends. And that was the one, I think one of the things that bothered me most about the book was that how she was just kind of putting off the romance books. because Those were things her mother loved, but, Like, she doesn't like them, whereas for me, my mother loved romance books. I could never get, now that she's gone, I can never get rid of any of her romance books. Like, I'm too attached to them. Yeah, those are the words that she read. Those are the books that she spent her time with. That's totally understandable. When she was reading that romance book and she found her her mother's notes, I just thought that was such a good subject because you know, when my grandmother passed away, she kind of raised me and I would find different things where she had just written. And it's, you hold that so near and dear. And I I thought that was really well done. I was waiting for her to reference marginalia, which is what writing in the margins is. I mean, she has a PhD. She she should know that. (laughs) The Lost Art of Marginalia. I love that that was included in the book because again, a lot of people read eBooks, but I write in my books when I read them, I underline, I put those notes and I love the fact that she said she got that from her mom and she didn't even realize that, which I thought was great. And I was, and I love the bridge between her mom reading romance novels, reading the same way that she reads Shakespeare of, Oh, okay. You're reading different things, but you're still responding in very similar fashions. <laughs> I, I kind of liked that, that they both had the same sort of reading attributes, even though they're reading different texts themselves. I kind of want her to like put that book in a place of honor. I mean, Put that in your safety deposit box, which we never find out what is in there, by the way, except for the folio. We, she never opens that safety deposit box, but put the book away. let like, cherish that. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize Poppy was a single mom. I just saw that pop up. And then, oh yeah, book club members, they were so cute. They were at the bookstore before Summer was at the bookstore. They were already unpacking and unloading. And they're not even on the pay, like payroll. They're not getting paid. <laughs> they're just there doing this. Oh, this is interesting. You think Summer wanted to get out of her mother's shadow? I mean everyone loved her mom. Okay, this that's also the thing. Everyone loved her mom. Nobody in her personal life really seemed to like summer until she came back home. And then the mother's friends kind of like, oh, you are Hildy's daughter, therefore our fiction will transfer to you. <laughs> oh, this is that's a cute one. You would have liked if thought the murder was written. Ooh. That's interesting. I mean, I kind of... I was waiting for her to refer back to the line that was referenced about the builder and the description and why the mother was circling and writing certain things. So I'm glad we find out why she wrote certain things in the margins about it being her story. Although, it kind of would have been interesting if she wrote little things in the margins about, oh, it didn't really happen like this or, oh, this would have been things to include. It would. I'm kind of curious now. I want more of her writing in the margins descriptions. I mean, she could... This is just me. She could write that romance novel and I would buy it. And then I'd want to know at the end of the book, like, these are the notes Hildy put. (laughs) I would buy that book. Just saying. We didn't really find out about any of her hometown friends. Maybe this is coming up in book two. But if you're going to your hometown, she didn't really say, oh, this is my old hangout. Or here's where my BFF and I went. I mean, she didn't like anybody. Yeah, it seemed like her only friend was Piper. Yeah. The only person she'd hung around with who is her cousin, <laughs> who's her blood relation and has to love her. How do you rebel against a lady that dances naked with her friends? <laughs> I mean, her mom was so, so cute. I mean, I loved her mom. I would have told, I mean, she sounded so awesome. This She just seems so cool and has such a low key, lovable vibe. And her daughter definitely was like 180 over here. <laughs> so maybe by the end of the series she'll slowly start progressing and making her way back with the the degrees she'll go from 180 to 170 like she'll slowly start making her way back there i don't know if if you know summer's ever gonna be dancing on the beach naked but maybe she'll move from that 180 to like 90 degrees that may be the sequel her and agatha out there naked in the full moon i mean i just yeah she was not a big fan yeah she was not a big fan of relationships that was for sure one, especially men. I hope she gets closer with Levi though. I hope someone gets closer with Levi. Even if it's the cousin. someone needs to get with Levi because he's too awesome to ignore. Just saying. Okay. I think those are all my notes. So is there anything else about the book that jumped out at you guys? I know. Please comment and tell us if there's something you were like, oh, wait a second. We didn't talk about this character, this scene, or the big review. We didn't talk about this enough or something. Please comment because I want to make sure we talk about what you want us to talk about. Because this book had a lot to it. I feel like to unpack. There's a lot in this book. What did you rate it? Okay, I'm going to say four or four four and a half stars. I think four and a half for me. Because again, like it took me a little while with the whole, she didn't like romance novels. And it's hard for me to, that prejudice. Uh, Yeah, so I also kept waiting for Eloisa James to get referenced our Shakespearean romance scholar who was was indirectly cited. Is that the one who worked at Harvard? She didn't work at Harvard. She went to Harvard. That's also an editing error there, which I noticed because I know that. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like, Harvard, right? she went to Harvard. She's a tenured professor at Ford the university. Oh. That was a mistake. Hence me being generous saying four and a half. Because <laughs> I noticed those things. <laughs> what did you think, Christine? How many stars did you give it? I gave it three and a half. Only because, like I had, it took me very long to get into the book and kind of warm up to summer. And there were a couple issues in that I had with the book, like, further being way too obvious. And maybe I, maybe I should just say four, Amanda. And like, the issue with everyone's ages and not a timeline, just, but I still enjoyed it. So, like, kind of in the middle, of three and a half. What did I you did rate it for? Gave it a four? I did the first time I read it, it was on audiobook, and I gave it a two. But then I took my time and reread it. And I think after reading it the first time, it probably helped my rating, because then I wasn't as mad, because she did have some improvement. Yeah, I I mean but I also yeah. that's true. I haven't studied Shakespeare and I didn't know that they got it wrong about that professor. So, I mean, it picked up on more yeah. errors than I did. Yeah, I mean, I'm also a very generous reviewer. I I feel like there was something I saw on Twitter the other day and I think I retweeted it. it. It had to do with the fact it was someone saying they didn't rate books based on, you know, content or classics. It's how they make it make you feel. And I mean, again, when you get engrossed in a book, I think I just sort of, I'm like, oh yeah, you totally captivated my attention. I was here for that. But I did notice, and I did notice some of those errors with Eloisa James went to Harvard. She teaches at Fordham. So maybe, maybe for me, that's a little bit of, I don't know if that falls to her as the writer, or if that's an editing thing, but someone along the way I let something slip through so maybe well, i need a proofreader <laughs> i was yeah, like if you yeah. if you have any romance proofing hello hello i'm here see if i, I know stuff like that it ruins it for me but you know i didn't have that knowledge base but i've never read anything by this author either mm-hmm. So i thought this was her first book i'm like the second <laughs> one will be even better because she'll get better but no i haven't I actually read anything else by her i don't th- i mean i have some things on my i believe i have a couple of her books but I haven't read them. I I think I have two of them for her other name, Molly Cox Bryan, but I haven't read anything else by her. I think I have two of them somewhere, but they're on my uh, to be read list. But yeah, I think I was also kind of waiting for Aloisa to get her due. (laughs) She made the, 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 you know, it's a fictitious book that they're reading for book club, but there are other romance novels that could have been referenced. So I was kind of waiting for that as well with the woman with the billionaires. I'm going, okay, Tell me who those billionaires are for you and your billionaire subgenre that you're loving or oh yeah, we our vampires are our favorites. Everyone is loving this book Lothar by Chris Lee Cole or oh everyone is loving this by so and so. Like I was waiting for some actual published in real life titles to be kind of thrown in there. I would have loved that. I would have eaten that up. <laughs> was it just me or was it weird that Henry was like the only man in the romance book club? I mean, I was a member of the Romance Writers of America DC chapter for two years. And then I uh, just remained a member of the national organization. And I believe there were five men in total, three of whom were there with their wives. (laughs) And then the other two, they were members of the LGBTQ community. So I was kind of perplexed about Henry being a straight guy reading romance and no one ever said anything about it. I was kind of, I mean, here here's this character who clearly doesn't mind talking about stigmatization and he would get stigmatized as a male romance reader unless he was just part of the book club because he was looking for you know women I mean that seemed very possible because they were saying it's making his way through the book club but I was kind of surprised that nobody was giving him credit for kind of just showing up to a romance book club as a guy because I would be like hey good for you join the female fandom <laughs> Hero says it was a place for him to pick up women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe maybe it wasn't intentional. Maybe it was. I mean, but I noticed that right away because I knew she went. To, yeah. Yeah. Some things. Again, she also didn't mention her. So maybe that was something like, oh, because Julia Quinn, I believe she went to Yale. Want to say Yale? I know she was accepted to one of the Harvard or medical. She was either accepted to Harvard or Yale Medical School. Uh, Lisa Kleypas, who's a historical romance author. I know, I'm pretty sure she went to an Ivy League. I mean. Romance writers are very intelligent women. You're a Shakespearean scholar. <laughs> remember that episode of Murder She wrote where the Jessica went to the university and her daughter wrote the romance and then come to find out it was actually the mom doing it and she was Yep. Yeah. I remember that because I've watched that episode multiple times for that very reason. I know that yes. exactly. So the episode opens with a male faculty member because men are the only ones who get to talk about this, apparently, like, oh, this is the genre. So (laughs) the male faculty member is reading a passage from the romance novel, and all the kids start making fun of it. And I believe she's a dean, but one of the tenured, prestigious female faculty members, who's studying one particular classics author, ends up writing romance novels but the daughter who's very outgoing and she opens up her coat and flashes and goes swimming nude and everything else is the one pretending to be the romance writer because that's the image romance writers portray but it's actually the mom who said she wrote her first romance novel in a series of like six weeks and it is sold way better than the book that took her two years to write and edit as an academic so romance writers make money but yeah she didn't want the stigma. I remember that episode very, very well. And I got way too excited that you just referenced that. (laughs) They're talking about her calling out Nora Roberts in the book. Yes! yes. The Romance Writers Hall of Fame is called the Nora Roberts Hall of Fame. You do not diss the Queen. You did not mess with Nora Roberts. She owns like two mountains. <laughs> I have never seen you so worked up about a before. <laughs> you did not diss Nora Roberts. <laughs> if you don't diss Nora Roberts, I know how long it takes to digest food after you die. I'm not the one. I remember what the comment was for Nora Roberts because I have never read her, sadly. Well, even if you don't read her, I feel as if you just got to acknowledge or give her credit for what she did for the genre. She kind of... She was one of the faces that elevated it from that whole, from the whole idea of, oh, it's a bodice tricker and it has this, you know, this perception. She became one of the faces who was very prolific. And she, again, she writes, she has what, 400 books at this point or something? Like she has a ridiculous, oh, wow. book, or at least, I think it's 200 something. And she has short stories and everything. Like it's, this woman is amazing. She also writes under J.D. Robb for mysteries, which was also pointed out. And I liked that in the book because that is a true fact. I agree with that one so so she writes all these books and you just gotta give her credit for what she did for the romance genre even if you don't enjoy her stories but you just gotta give her credit for like yeah you definitely helped elevate and draw attention and shine a light what did she, Summer say about her because i don't remember that i don't want to cause you pain if it's too hard to talk about no her. she had a comment about how like oh well she didn't like she didn't do what shakespeare did and you're like hello she did a lot for romance genre thank you very much So, yeah, Summer was very, very sassy when it came to Nora Roberts. You don't diss the queen. I mean, she's incredible. Like, again, even if you don't read her, you just got to acknowledge what she did. And again, I also don't think every romance writer, every book is for everyone. I'm I'm not going to lie. Like some of her books didn't exactly resonate with me. I haven't read all of them because, hello, it's a list of like what? hundreds of books (laughs) but the ones that i have read you just don't disrupt nora you just you just don't diss her i mean the woman owns what two mountains (laughs) she's worth what 400 million or something wait did she really own two mountains yeah oh it's facetious no she literally owns mountains (laughs) (laughs) why did i not start writing romance Lifetime did a series of adaptations of her novels and she made bank from those. (laughs) Like she made a lot of money from that with the TV and everything else. She's, She's done very well for herself. She actually has her own bookstore in Maryland, and I swear she owns that town because like everything is associated with her in her bookstore. It's like Nora Robertsville almost. (laughs) It's incredible. Hey, yes, thank you. She does. She owns her own town. It's She's just, you got to give her the credit. I mean, what she's done is incredible. Even if you don't want to be a fan of her books. I've only been to her bookstore once. And someone actually said, and, and again, I don't you like who you like. Don't read what you want. Someone said, oh, I actually came from one of the other authors. I'm not a big Nora re- reader, but I love that Nora put on this event. I'm like, yes, thank you. Giving Nora credit, even though she's not your person. That's all I ask, Summer. <laughs> I get emotional when you diss my romance novels. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, other people are jumping on the Nora bandwagon. She's got fans. You don't diss Nora. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought it was really cute too how you kind of got an old school romance throwback with Hildy and Agatha swapping romance novels that their mothers had. Because again, I, I think that sounded very much more of the Bodice her Age. That was more of that experience. And I love that, that it, you had that romance throwback in there. So I, I don't know if she herself is a, obviously a very talented writer. I don't know if she herself was a big romance reader, or if she has romance reading friends, but she definitely captured a lot of the romantic elements. Even if there was an Oridus in there. Maybe she just wanted to get me riled up. I don't know. (laughs) I think this book was intentionally targeting people who disrespect Mm -hmm. the the romance genre or or shame people for reading that because it was a really big point in the book. I mean, she, she really made it a point to make it where you don't have to be ashamed of it, I thought. I just saw this comment pop up. This is true. That movie Anonymous. There are a lot of people who say Shakespeare was not the person writing all those plays. Thank you. Yeah, nobody just her in Shakespeare. Gotta love the romance community, the romance readers. They were very nice with her saying what she said, even though they didn't agree. They didn't bring down Shakespeare. Nobody ever threw him under the bus in this book. Just saying. But I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit. This book put me in the mood to, re- to read a romance. <laughs> yes! You're getting converted. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I have a bunch of contemporary romance that I haven't read yet. I kind of been waiting for summer. I was like, you need your beach reads. I'm like, I feel like I need a sign that's like, Bee Tree's bookstore. Very punny title. I bet you can find one on Etsy. Oh well, I made mean, uh, the sleuther sign and some I don't I don't know how much shows, but I can really make a sign. I've made quite a few signs with my cricket. Another project. <laughs> Add that to the list. But yeah, no. So if was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on for the book or anything else in general? I know, plan the perfect murder. That was the homework assignment for Veronica Mars. So I'm like, yeah, you gotta know how long it takes to make for digestion. You gotta know about autopsies. Got to know about the poisons for heart attacks. <laughs> I mean, I was just waiting to find out what the poison was. I was like, oh, was it rice? And Was it this? What was that? So I was a little, I was almost a little sad. It was just insulting. <laughs> I, was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, dang it. Like I wanted something of, oh, she smuggled in something or, oh, she grew this in her backyard because she was plotting this from the beginning. I kind of wanted a little bit of a, oh, she's vicious instead of, she stole her Her dying husband's insulin. Maybe that's why he died because she was stealing his insulin for this. Here's the (laughs) down point for me is that she died from insulin and still nobody's like, hello, Doris was the last one with her. She's a diabetic. And we know she's using insulin because she's eating those sweet rolls all the time, cinnamon rolls. And everybody's like, yeah, I don't know what happened. (laughs) I mean, I will give Summer credit for sticking to her guns because sometimes... You see characters or even just in real life when other people are like, no, 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 it's fine. It's this. You're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll let it go and move on. She did not move on. She knew her mother. (laughs) She knew what was going on. She was not gonna, she was not gonna let that go. So I gotta give her credit. She did her mother justice and Doris was completely batty. (laughs) Her pink hair that matched her pink fingernails. That was my description when I wrote down her in the first thing. I was like, she has pink hair. I just don't don't understand why she thought somebody would want to steal her husband because liver disease is not sexy like you're yellow you're bloated you're vomiting like it's a horrible way to go and i don't understand why she thinks that turns on he'll like look at your yellow skin you want to go out friday i just don't understand that i mean he must have been lethargic and Everything else, like he probably wasn't having anything with anyone. I mean, so yeah. Well, I mean, he also clear coma because he didn't get his insulin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's stealing his insulin. Like that's why he died a week after Hildy because she stole the insulin he needed. That's why this happened. So technically, she probably killed her husband too. She was mad at him for the affair. And <laughs> yeah, the the motive. So I see Stephanie is yeah. I, it was almost as if I knew who the killer was. I was just waiting to find out why she killed her. That was kind of the big question for me. It wasn't who the killer was. It was like, why did you do it? (laughs) So I'm kind of glad, like, to me, maybe that was the mystery. (laughs) Free watch, Bridgerton. (laughs) You know, like homework assignment. Everybody's going to get off and start reading a romance. Read Julia Quinn. (laughs) She's also an upcoming queen of romance. I think she's definitely like the revival of, you know. Yeah, Julia Quinn's incredible. So yeah, insulin. That was a good murder weapon. I will give you that because... You could have written that one off. A couple people mentioning insulin. Like, yep. Yeah, so how long does it take your body to absorb the insulin after you die, Angela? I don't know. That we can Google. <laughs> I will admit I loved how our how Summer's like, I I'm just gonna look into what heart attacks look like. <laughs> she just goes on Google and she's going, something's wrong here. She was murdered. Cause Google will tell you if something's murdered. It will. Also, WebMD is great for diagnosing stuff. She just goes online and was like, yeah, it was a murder. But <laughs> Victoria says murderers are usually thinking clearly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was gonna say if anyone has any comments about the book, please comment now. And I was like, Max agrees. I was gonna say, so I posted pretty much all of the book club reminders on Twitter earlier today because I wanted to make sure I mentioned all of them because I felt as if there were quite a few. Plus I wanted to give you all a chance if you had any questions as Max Wanting his attention. Isn't it cute when he gets groomed? He looks like a puppy. So the giveaway for tonight is Pint of No Return. Thank you, Sourcebooks, a.k.a. Poison Pen Press. You guys are awesome. So all the comments, I will gather them. Each one is an entry. I will randomly pick one winner. And... They will mail you your prize. And also I shared some links over on Twitter for you. Again, I mentioned I post this, but I shared the links too. So there's a Google form you can fill out if you'd like to be featured on the official Cozy Mystery Book Club website, thecozymysterybookclub.com. I'm going to create a page featuring book club members. So if you'd like to be one of our featured book club members, please fill out the form and I will add you to the page, which I will reveal in probably... Mm, got to give myself at least two weeks to finish that <laughs> as i'm like how long will this take me but it will be unveiled in the coming weeks let's just go with that and the next cozy mystery corner chat uh, cozy corner chat is going to be June 15th and so and there are six authors who are taking part so from 7 to 9 on that Tuesday June 15th Tuesday Twitter. They will be there for two hours to answer your cozy questions. So you can use the hashtag, hashtag Cozy Corner Chat and tweet at them and they will answer all of your cozy questions. They're there to talk about their books, writing process, recent reads, whatever you ask them. And then our book for next month is Amanda Flower. And I believe those are the top updates. Otherwise, I think everything is on Twitter. But if you have any questions, please ask. <laughs> oh, you already read it. So she's like, so the book tonight that is a giveaway item is Victoria Approved. I like it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're still commenting about the murder. The, the motive. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed the last Cozy Corner chat. I'm happy to start getting them back on. Again, You mentioned signs. I have one. Hashtag Cozy... I don't know if you guys can see it with my camera. Hashtag Cozy Corner chat at cozy, Club, or at cozy Mystery Club. So I'm really happy to get that going again. What I was thinking of doing is... So obviously... The last Tuesday of the month is Cozy Mystery Club Night. Last Tuesday month, I just kind of block it out in my calendar and put stickers on it so it makes me happy and smile. And so <laughs> I was thinking of making the second Tuesday of the month hashtag cozy corner chat night. So maybe I can do this on a regular basis if some cozy authors would like to take part in Twitter. So this will be an ongoing thing. Potentially. So if you'd like to be a featured cozy author, just let me know. And if you are a Cozy Mystery Reader, tell me who you want to contact or get on Twitter. If you're like, I love so-and-so, please ask them to join the Cozy Corner chat. I'd be very happy to send an email. So just let me know. Book club. Tell me what you want. (laughs) I will make it happen. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'm glad you guys like it. That makes me happy. I already did the graphics and I love the graphics for, I made again, I always try and show you guys who's the featured author. So I made the featured author Twitter photo. And I think it came out really cute because I put all the little profile photos in the little circles on Canva. I love doing that. (laughs) I get problems when I go on Canva. I'm like this, I'm going to make this the best I possibly can. So, Hey, okay. We got more love interest and point of no return. So even though our sexy firefighter was not featured, there's a love interest in the other book. (laughs) You don't get Twitter. Oh, <laughs> Well, again, I kind of like doing things across platforms. So this one will be archived. I always keep the YouTube live stream archived. So if you can't join us live, people can listen to it later, like a podcast, or whatever they want to do, watch it, however they want to enjoy the coziness. So I like doing things across platforms just in case you can't join YouTube, or again, if you don't have an Instagram, but you can have a Twitter, or you have an Instagram, you don't have Twitter. However, it works, bringing coziness to you across platforms. So, (laughs) hopefully, you can enjoy it on at least one, hopefully, more. But yeah, I hope you can learn Twitter. If you can't, I still think you can check out the hashtag and see what's going on. I don't think you need to be a member of Twitter to do that. So, you have that option. But if anyone has any questions, now is the time because my voice is going to give out. Again, introvert life. I say this every month. My voice is not used to being used this often. (laughs) So, it's like, why are you talking? thank you I know thank you guys for joining I was so excited I'm so excited I was just so happy because you guys have been members of this book club for so long I get to talk to you live you get to respond it's not just your little profile photo <laughs> thank you for being a part of the book club and thank you for joining tonight you guys are so amazing it was so much fun thank you just thank you for having me it was a lot of fun oh you guys are so sweet I mean Seriously, they have been awesome members of this book club. If you're not already following them, you've probably actually read their comments because I retweet them so often because they're so awesome. Christine, I'm pretty sure I always put her in the Instagram stories. Like, I I think I'm always like, oh, and we're resharing. Oh, and we're resharing. (laughs) You gotta love how I'm like, oh, Instagram. I I make a face before I even say anything. I'm like, oh, you comment on one of the posts and I pinned it on Instagram and they moved it down. Like they unpinned it. I'm going, how dare you remove her Instagram? I pinned her comment. (laughs) I was like, wait a second, hold up. You better not bring Christine down. Like, we bring this back up. (laughs) I got mad at Instagram. I was like, you don't do this. Again, you gotta love how I'm just like, oh, Instagram. I love them. I hope you guys do because they are so sweet. And so I was really happy that you guys were able to join tonight as I get like emotional. <laughs> well, we love you. And I think you're great. So thank you. for us. <laughs> I'm honored you guys joined tonight and everyone in the comments, you guys are always so amazing. I'm so happy you guys. There's clearly so much to talk about this book. I'm clear. I'm, I'm so glad there was a lot of material <laughs> to talk about. I'm glad you liked the story. I think it's so fascinating that this heroine is quote unquote, an unlikable protagonist, but she grew and you guys clearly had so many thoughts on her and the story. I mean, I'm glad, even though you all seem to solve this murder from the get go because you guys are sleuthers and you know how cozy mysteries work, hashtag cozy crew life. <laughs> you guys still, you know, join the conversation. You read the book, and so I love that you guys join and comment. And I mean, you guys all read the that's so cool. We all read the book and enjoy it together. So I can't wait to see what you guys think of Farmer Trouble next month. And there's going to be coziness to enjoy it throughout the month. Again, the voice was like, "Why are you still talking?" I am so glad that you guys joined tonight, and so much other coziness to enjoy please be sure to check the Twitter and Instagram just in case whoever's YouTube comment I cannot find your channel or contact you through YouTube. Again, YouTube does not always show you how to contact or if you're just, I don't know what's up with YouTube, but I cannot always contact you through YouTube. So please, please, please check the next, in the next couple of days please check the Twitter and Instagram account. So that is my one final plea because I want you to get the book if you win. If you win the book, I want you to get what you win. Because one time I'm pretty sure it took me like three days to contact the winner. <laughs> it was, it was. I had to go sleuthing for a sleuther. That was what happened. <laughs> please check Instagram and Twitter. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Thank you for joining all your comments. I'm like, I love the little, she says great job. And all you guys are so sweet. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. So next month, I don't know if you guys already have your, already have your copies, but Farm to Trouble. Amanda Flower, please add to your TV read list, next book haul, book wish list, whatever. So hopefully another entertaining live stream discussion will occur. So thank you so much for joining. Do you guys want to say something before we sign off for the night? Thank you guys. It was fun. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You guys are so great. Thank you for joining and thank you for everyone for watching. Please continue to stay safe and healthy and I hope you enjoy some more Cozy Mystery Reads. Thank you for listening to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of Little Bookshop of Murder by Maggie Blackburn. To stay up to date with everything Cozy Mystery Book Club, be sure to check out the Instagram and Twitter accounts using at Cozy Mystery Club. There's also always information on the Cozy Mystery Book Club.com website. I also send out a newsletter at the beginning of the month with all of the relevant dates, letting everyone know what's coming up, that month and what to look forward to regarding the Cozy Mystery Book Club. I typically announce all of the authors taking part in that month's Cozy Corner Chat author event over on Twitter, as well as what giveaway is going to be occurring during the next live stream discussion. And me being me, I also include as many cozy extras as I can think of. At the end of each email, you can typically find a bingo board or two, some adult coloring book pages a cozy mystery challenge, probably an Instagram template, and maybe one or two special surprises. You can sign up for the email newsletter over on my personal website, angelamariahart.com, or over on the CozyMysteryBookClub.com website, as well as visiting the Instagram page and clicking on the Linktree URL right at the top of the account's bio. Every so often I get asked by book club members brand new members, how to stay up to date with everything, and I truly think the email newsletter is the most comprehensive of all of the platforms. There's a reason why I only send it out once a month. The email newsletter tends to be a bit longer than typical emails, but there's just a lot of coziness to discuss. If you'd like to join a book club discussion live, please mark your calendar for the last Tuesday of the month with the sleuthing fun starting at 7 p.m. EST. I will be going live over on my YouTube channel Books are my heart, heart spelled H-A-R-T, and I will be joined by a special sleuthing guest. And each live stream culminates with a really nice giveaway, so if you can comment during the live stream, I highly recommend you do, because every comment translates to one giveaway entry. You can probably also enter a few other giveaways throughout the month over on Instagram and Twitter. I hope you can join one of the cozy events coming up in the future thank you again for listening and being a part of the Cozy Mystery Book Club. I hope the next cozy title you pick up is a five-star read and brings a smile to your face. As always, happy reading, writing, and sleuthing. And please stay safe, kind, creative, and cozy.